This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3678 for Wednesday, the 7th of September, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Stupid Users. No, not those users. The other stupid users. It is part of the series Privacy and Security. It is the 10th show of Lurking Prion and is about 15 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Brady and I discuss stupid things done by those of us who really should know better. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of The Stuff Evil Steve Doesn't Want You to Know. I'm your host, Lurking Pryon, here to guide you through the wonderful, fun world of internet security. So sit back and get ready to I don't know what we're going to do. But hey, uh, stand by. It'll be fun. Uh, how's your week been, man? It's not been too bad. I'm going to lie to you. You're going to lie to me? Okay. <laughs> lie. Lie to me. Tell me the truth. Lie to me. Tell the truth. Come on, Pinocchio. <laughs> it's been great. Well, um, anything you want to talk about or you just want to let it go with that? Um, as far as my work week? Yeah, or any part of it you want to talk about. Oh, I mean, we we fixed the sprinklers, the, the main, so that's great. Yeah. Because uh, it was coming, like, I sent you the pictures, but it, it didn't really show. It was coming out from under this, like, one-ton or two-ton rock, right? So that was a really difficult part. We had to, like, build in, um, connect into there, and then build in two 90 degrees. Jeez. And match it back up to the bottom of the main, and it was like about a two foot difference. So Ooh. yeah, and we had to replace the entire sprinkler manifold um, because that whole thing, like one of them, was broke anyway. So it was like a complex repair. Dang. So yeah, we had to we had to re-engineer the entire thing and get it in there, and then get it to fit. What you know with the glue that basically just melts it together. And if we failed, the easiest, the, the best point of success that we had was to tie it into the filter. If we failed, that filter was going to cost another hundred bucks if I used it up. So, but we got it the first. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Work sucked really bad because do ISSO work, which is basically the system documentation for accreditation, certification, OMs, and all that good stuff. Okay. One of the guys that I am an alternate for, who is my alternate on the system that I'm primary for, got uh, COVID for the third time. And so, like, for the last two weeks, he's, for the last three weeks, like, he was out, and then he kind of came back for a week, and then out again. Um, and, and I feel like everything is just falling behind. I'm not getting any help on my system. It's a, it's a brand new certification process for this. Right system and then the other ones he's got documents that he seems to be finishing up that he wants done just a certain way and they're all late and so i'm like having to try to catch these flaming turds and you know people are like the contractors that are responsible for making sure they get uploaded into the system right uh, you know they're getting dinged because they're late and, and I'm, i want to help them out i i'm trying to do the best i can but you know, I've got enough of my own work to do, so it's just, it, it's been a nightmare. It's rough. He's a good guy. He's just sick. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, COVID <laughs> will do that to you. All right. 
You ready to talk about some users? Let's talk about users. Let's talk about users. You know, um, I don't know about you, but having worked in security for a while, I've run across a lot of stupid users. What about you? I've run across a lot of users. I hesitate to say that they're stupid. I've known what? a lot. The worst, the worst ones are too smart for their own good, to be honest with you. Now, you I, I use the word stupid on purpose because that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it, it's an easy word to use. Um, actually, if we're going to just talk about sure intelligence, I would rather, if we're just air quotes here, stupid users, because they make simple mistakes and it's usually really easy to figure it out. Yeah. It's the ones that are too smart for their own good. Those are the ones that, that make me angry. The ones who didn't do anything, the ones that you have to figure out what they didn't do so that you can go and undo it or yeah. figure out where that, to start looking. It, let's reach back to that episode. Like I think it was either the last time or the time before that where, you know, when you're troubleshooting, the biggest question to ask, the, the, the one that will get you the furthest in life is, what changed? Now, you know, it's kind of interesting. I can't find that recording anywhere. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think I have to record it again. I, I think we're going to have to, and um, we'll have to circle back around to that conversation. But yeah. Well, I'll, we'll just cover it really quick then. If yeah. you're ever troubleshooting, yes, parts go bad. Yes. Um, but, and sometimes a patch gets pushed out and you don't know about it. But you can filter out some of these things by saying, hey, what changed? Um, going back to the log to see if, you know, the, the application log, see if a patch hit for, you know, if you're troubleshooting an application. That will solve that one. The biggest part of that, though, if you're asking what changed and you're asking the user and they don't know or they say nothing, right? Well, um, but... They, Here's the thing. Sometimes the user doesn't know what they did, but a lot of times they do know and they're afraid of getting in trouble. Yes. And you can usually tell when somebody's lying in that case. If you're an experienced admin, even just getting started, you'll, you'll pick up pretty quick when somebody's feeding you a line of BS. You can. But here's my question. Should we be punishing users for making mistakes? It, it's an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm looking back and reflecting on my own career, and I've never actually been in a position when I was interfacing directly with users of being the one to punish them. Well, no, it's not so much that we're the one that's going to punish them. It, it's, you know, I mean, if you look back when we were dealing, you know, customer facing, we were at the lower level, but what we found would get reported up the chain, and then somebody would bring a hammer down on them. And because of that, it was very difficult to get information, and we had things go on much longer and cause much more damage than if somebody had just been honest and said, hey, look, I did this. Where do we, where do we start? How do we fix this? And I, I think maybe we need to get to a culture of not punishing people. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that consistently make bad choices, and I, I think that that is a separate issue. But I think that well, then people let's, let's take a stop right there because I I can punitively I can agree with you. Okay. Um, however, a lot of punishment is take away their access and make them reaccomplish training. It, do you see that as a form of punishment? Okay. Did the training work the first time? No. So we're going to make them do the same thing again and expect a different result. Well, you got to do something, right? So we're just going to circle around with insanity and. We know that pretty much every company on the planet does this. We, hey, you did something wrong. You're going to go and uh, you're going to redo your training. And we end up in this endless cycle where nothing really changes. So I guess 
what it boils down to, you have to do something, right? You do have to do something, but maybe we're doing the wrong something. And how, like, okay, so I want to hear how you propose to change it. Okay. I think that we shouldn't focus on what the user did wrong. I think instead we should focus on what could have happened. What, what, we, what could be the ultimate follow through from this? Because a lot of users are like, oh, so I clicked on a link in an email. Who cares? I think that if we sat down with users and we showed them play by play how this could lead to, oh, I don't know, let's say the end of your organization like Lincoln College. Well, let's break down what happened there. Somebody clicked on an email and we ended up with ransomware and all of their records were encrypted. They weren't able to get them decrypted. And a historically black university that's been around for a hundred and some odd years is out of business. So for me, I don't, I don't view that as the user didn't cause that. In that mm-hmm. case, with ransomware, and I, and I hate to say this, but you want to call it a stupid user. Somebody out there is going to be like, that stupid user. No. no. That, user, that person was trying to do their job, I'm sure. They, they were. They made a mistake. They but did. in the case of ransomware... What is the number one way of defeating ransomware? Backups. Backups. They can encrypt your data all they want, but if you can restore it, then you're fine. Um, That is the failure of the IT staff. But here's the thing. We've been preaching backups for two decades, and nothing changes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Every every organization... No, and I I 100% agree with you. One of the jobs that I I got um, when I... I made one of my first big moves after getting out of the Air Force. Um, it turned out that the system admin, um, who was getting paid uh, a fair amount more than the junior admins and the, the qualifications for this company to be a senior admin is you had to have a four-year degree, and the two junior admins didn't. And there was right. a, a lot of animosity between you know the three of them for that distinction, well, I came in and I had already I had finished my bachelor's, and uh, they had taken a big step back because they had both tried to get the job and were told that they couldn't have it because they didn't have a degree. So here I ended up. I showed up and I I walked into a, a bunch of animosity, and w- what I found out had happened is this system administrator. Um, there were two servers that housed similar data for two right. organizations um, that belonged to two different units that did the same financial work. And this admin had um, blown up one server, the more important of the two, Oh, and he had done it while the backup was running. Oh! But, that's, I mean, that's not a big deal, right? Because if we're backing things up properly... Right, then, then you should have the backup there. I mean, you lose a day, or at worst, you lose a week. You're right, but how many tapes do they have? Um, no, no tapes. It oh, was no tapes. a mic- Microsoft script um, because the unit didn't want to pay for a tape backup. Oh, okay. um, it, and it was just a USB hard drive, the oh. only USB hard drive. So it corrupted, and on that USB hard drive, it that he didn't do incremental backups. He didn't. He didn't even do full backups and keep them. He had it scripted that he had created. And it rewrote it, the entire it thing. over the it wrote over the backup as it was backing up. So when it crashed during wow. the backup, it blew up the only backup that they had. That's 
that's pretty horrible. But yeah, to the to the yeah. point of the user though, the user, the person who's down in marketing clicking on something, they can't control that back end. No, they but can't. What we can do is we can show them what the end result would be, and maybe that would get their attention a little bit more. Maybe, but we're still going to run into the same problem. And in in that case, I think you need we need to be building an infrastructure that can handle, that is robust enough to handle the mistakes that people are going to make. In my last job, uh, well, I'll tell you what. security. I'm, hold on, oh, let me let me. Just tie okay. this in really quick, and then we we can back off, and you can you can show me the error of my ways. No, I'm not showing you the uh, error. I'm running out of time. That's all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the we we ran DoD um, security for for the Doden, which is the DoD Defense Department of Defense Information Network. Right. Twenty four seven shop. Uh, we had a guy with a CISSP plug his cell phone into his government laptop to Wait, charge what? it because his power went out. So he was, he was trained. He had a CISSP, which is one of the premier certifications you can have in information yes. assurance. And he still had a moment of, I don't know, just, he didn't really think about the consequences of what he was doing and plugged his personal cell phone into his government laptop because his power went out and he felt like he needed to remain available to be con uh, contacted in case something happened. And the only way he could charge that uh, phone that he could think of instead of going out in his garage and you know starting up his truck and charging it that way, he plugged it into his government laptop. So, you know, even very educated people will make very stupid mistakes. Um, so even just calling a user stupid, you know, we all make really dumb mistakes. I think the key is making sure that your IT environment is robust enough to handle those mistakes. And I think that sounds like a great topic for next episode. We should get into it. I, I think we should. I think we should talk about how to, let's start with our home environment. How can we make our home environment? robust enough because I mean what happens if your computer crashes do you have all those pictures backed up somewhere I do uh, because I learned that mistake very early Hardly. on in my, in my marriage where you know, we had scanned a, or it was actually it was when the first digital cameras came out yeah and you know copied all them all over to the computer and then the computer crashed and um, you will learn technical lessons very quickly when you upset your wife I think we should cover that. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's cover. Let's cover technical um, technical cures for marital bliss. All right, I like it. All right, man. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, hopping on with me and uh, doing a short recording. But um, hey, thank y'all, and uh, talk to y'all next week. See you next week, guys. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Stuff Evil Steve Doesn't Want You to Know. I'm your host, Lurking Pryon, getting in your brain and perhaps scratching an itch that you didn't know you had. Until next time, try to stay safe on the internet and when in doubt, quit clicking shit! You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org 
Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.